Witches, welcome to episode 115 of C3 Crystals, Cauldrons, and Cocktails. I'm River. And I'm Ren. And today we're going to talk about winter kitchen witchery. First, though, what are we drinking? Yes. So it seemed appropriate to do a hot drink since we're talking about winter foods and winter kitchen cooking and all of that. So Mm -hmm. this one is called Winter Magic. And it is a rum drink uh, with a bunch of spices in it. It's so good. It also smells really good while it's It's cooking. Mm -hmm. And I'll give the recipe. We've got like three recipes for y'all at the end of this um, episode. So Mm -hmm. we'll, Mm -hmm. we'll actually give you the recipe for that one. But let's talk about winter kitchen witchery. But first, I have a fun fact. Did you know that reindeer can see in the dark? and it's because in the Arctic Circle, it's dark a lot of the time. And so they had to evolve to be able to see in the dark. So oh. isn't that cool? So I guess that's Santa cool. is smart to use reindeer because they can see in the dark. Well, then they wouldn't have needed Rudolph to light the way. Well, Rudolph was lighting the way through the snowstorm, just being able to see in the dark. Oh, okay. I see. Know. I see. Yeah. Hmm. In- anyway. Anyways. <laughs> Um, so I felt like I should start it off a little bit because I am a, you're the kitchen witch, witch. (laughs) Mm -hmm. if that's what you want to be called, you know? Mm -hmm. So, um, I wanted to talk a little bit about like ingredients, but more so like fruits and vegetables that you can use during this time. Okay. So some winter fruits that you could use are pomegranates Mm -hmm. Um, and pomegranates are often associated with fertility, abundance and prosperity Mm -hmm. and they can be used in spells or rituals related to creativity and manifestation. Okay. And then in their culinary uses, pomegranate seeds add a burst of color or flavor to both a sweet and savory dish. So Consider incorporating them into salad, mm. you know, salads, desserts, or even in a cocktail. <laughs> yes, that's what I'm talking about. I, I love pomegranates. They're so messy, though. I haven't really figured out a way to get the seeds out without trouble. There, I don't know if there's such a thing as a pomegranate tool that will, you know, de-seed them without crushing all the seeds. I don't but, I just use like a spoon and like scoop it out like dessert style like a uh like the ice cream scooper like that's really I try to use round. my fingers cuz I love it's like each pomegranate little thingy thingy is it, it's almost like a grain of uh, like a corn like a piece of corn kernel mm-hmm. and I love putting those in my mouth and they burst and they're so sweet and I love having them in cocktails mm-hmm. I I I love pomegranates but did you know pomegranates do not contain any cholesterol or saturated facts? Fats, not facts. Saturated facts. <laughs> yeah, they probably don't have any saturated facts either. Um, and that a pomegranate tree can live for over 200 years. Oh. Which I thought, that's fascinating. And then don't forget from our episode where we talked about Persephone, that was the fruit that she ate that now keeps oh, her in the underworld yeah. for half of the year. It was a yeah. pomegranate. I mean, to me, I like pomegranates, but not like they're not my favorite fruit, you know, like they're meh to me. I love them at Christmas. They are so fun. That bright red Christmas color. 
That's true. I don't know. There's just something about I don't like pomegranate juice. Yeah, I'm not a fan of the juice. I don't the like liqueur is the good, juice. Though. I have never had the liqueur, but it's, I, it's, I don't like the it's juice. Sweet. But yeah, I don't know. So to me, for her to be trapped in the underworld for half of the year, it would, it would not be worth it to me. <laughs> <laughs> you wouldn't have eaten it, so you nope. wouldn't have been stuck down nope. there. Nope. And so off of pomegranates, now we kind of get into like a citrus type of fruit where I'm just going to okay. clump together like oranges, grapefruits, clementines. Mm. Is lemon considered a fruit? I think so. I feel like yeah. lemons would be a part of lemon's this as definitely well. definitely a citrus. Yeah. Now lemons are a little less, like they're not really winter associated, but I feel like you can use, I love lemons. So you can use mm-hmm. lemon in anything. And I do find lemon to have be a fresh, clean smell which I know is associated with spring and summer, Mm -hmm, but I mm -hmm. also like a fresh, clean smell in winter as well. Mm -hmm. And so citrus fruits are linked to, you know, purification, vitality, and energy. And so they can be used to bring a fresh, such as lemons, you know, fresh, Mm -hmm. uplifting (laughs) atmosphere to a space. And then uh, for culinary uses, you would want to take your uh, citrus fruits that are a bright, um, that you could be a, a bright addition to winter meals. And then mm-hmm. also what I really like to do is use their zest and their juices and marinades and dressings. Desserts are really – I'm a big dessert person now, which is funny because I, I love eating savory foods more, mm-hmm. but I'm really good at making desserts. Yeah, you are for sure. Mm-hmm. And so I sometimes if it's like a key lime pie or whatever, you take the zest and you put it on top and it's really good. Um, so now, I also really like candied citrus oh. fruits. Um, and those can be a sweet treat during this time as well. Oh, that's a great idea. Mm-hmm. I For anybody who is going to have turkey for their Christmas dinner or Yule dinner, as if we haven't had enough turkey at Thanksgiving. I know, right? <laughs> but... I do a brine with my turkeys and I use orange. I I get fresh oranges and I cut them in half and squeeze them out into the brine water, mm-hmm. which the brine is salt water. And then I put that my mouth is watering. This is terrible. <laughs> I'm not even hungry. I put the, I squeeze the oranges into the brine and it just uplifts that that turkey. So consider mm-hmm. adding that to your brine. And I, I always brine my turkeys. Oh yeah. It makes a huge difference. Mm-hmm. I have, you do not get that dry turkey ever when mm-hmm. you brine your turkey. You mm-hmm. just don't. Yeah. But, I would say, I mean, I wouldn't know because I've never personally made like a turkey as a kitchen, which people are going, oh, you've never made a turkey. You didn't make the turkey that no, I don't, we don't, my husband doesn't like turkey for one yeah, that's, as much. That's, that's the kicker. And turkey yeah. to me, it's, hmm, what's the word? It's different. You know, like it's, it's a bird, but it's different from chicken mm-hmm. and it's large. Like you have large turkeys and it's just yeah. me and my husband. So we don't really yeah. make, we don't have a need for a turkey. So I've never brined a turkey before. Yeah. When it was um, just my husband and I before children, we would do the smaller birds like um quail or Cornish hens. I would sometimes mm-hmm. do Cornish hens because those are smaller for the, just the two of us. Yeah. Yeah. Turkey yeah. is generally bigger. But yes. speaking of the oranges, that the next time you're going to shop for navel oranges, 
choose the ones with the largest navels because those are the sweetest. So look for the big navels on the navel oranges to get the sweetest oranges. Mm -hmm. And then grapefruit, which just the other night when I came over to your place, we had um, salty dogs and Mm -hmm. that those are so good. And that is good with Mm -hmm. mm -hmm, grapefruit. And in 1993, the red grapefruit became the official fruit of Texas. Oh. Yeah. I didn't weird. know that. Yeah. <laughs> is it because grapefruit is a large fruit? And, and everything is larger in Texas? In Texas. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know why. To me, it makes sense. But <laughs> So now we're done with like fruits. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to talk about vegetables and winter vegetables specifically. Mm-hmm. So some vegetables that are really nice are root vegetables. And I remember, mm-hmm. yes, I know. I know what a root vegetable is now. Thank you. I <laughs> yes, use Greg, them. She's learned. <laughs> yes, I use them and I cook with them and I know how to cook with them. I just didn't know that they were roots. Thank you. Okay. So uh you can use carrots, potatoes, turnips, rutabagas. I love saying the word rutabaga. I do um, not like rutabagas. They're okay. They're not too bad. I find they're similar to a potato, but they have like that rutabaga. I'm not taste. a fan. They're okay. Yeah. I love turnip roots. My husband turnips grew are up okay eating turnip greens and his family was just so appalled when they learned that I ate the root. Oh, but you use the whole Isn't plant. Isn't that funny? I'm like, you eat the grass part? What are you talking about? I'm eating the, the root, the vegetable the root they're, part. They're like, oh, no, it's the leaves that are the. So anyway, now they grow turnips for me, turnip roots for me. So I get my turnips. It's funny. <laughs> anyway, that is funny. So some magical properties that root vegetables often have are like they're associated with grounding energy and stability, mm-hmm. which obviously makes sense. And they can be used in spells or rituals for strength, protection, and connection with the earth. And I really that, like that one. That makes 100% because they are yeah. roots. They are yes. down in the earth. So yeah, I, that's I definitely. I love cooking with carrots and potatoes and mm-hmm. my my mouth is watering because I really Mine want too. to make like a what I usually do when I make like a whole tur- turkey I, I just said I don't make turkey a whole chicken mm-hmm. um is I usually lay it on a bed of like potatoes and onions that. and carrots mm-hmm. and then I like I I usually stuff um my chicken skin with butter and I <gasps> put garlic oh. salt pepper um a whole ton of spices, you know, chili powder, cumin, all of that, cayenne pepper. We love Yum. spices over here. Um, and we like make it that way. And then all of like the butter like drips off that of the is, chicken I'll into have to the try vegetables. That. It's so good. And I it's, always it's that do, warm meal. Like it's that peasant type of meal that that's comfort, so filling and warm. Comfort, yes. Mm-hmm. You feel safe and cozy. That when I do stews, a I love a good carrot and potato stew. Me Sorry. Too. Go ahead. I'm, I I'm just eat, love food. <laughs> I will eat the root vegetables in a stew. Mm-hmm. Even rutabagas I will Man. eat in a stew. I really want like a beef stew right now. <laughs> but the uh, when I do a chicken, like what you're talking about, I hadn't thought of the butter thing. I'm going to have to try mm-hmm. that. You put the butter no, under the skin? Yeah, the skin? You, you rub it. So it's... it's uh, oh, on top of the skin. No, no, no. So you oh. get maybe... Okay, so if your butter is already in the fridge and it's cold, you put it in the microwave 
so that you can make it soft. Now, if it melts a little, that's fine because you just pour that melted butter on top and you Mm -hmm. take globs of the butter. So it's better if it's room temperature. So it's more malleable, malleable, Mm -hmm. however you say that word. Mm -hmm. And you take it and you rub it on the chicken skin, but you also get underneath onto like that chicken breast. In between the skin Mm -hmm. and the meat. And you you leave clumps. You don't smooth it out. You leave chunks of butter in there. Usually it takes takes about a whole stick and a half or so to do that. <gasps> mm. And then after that, you take, well, like, let's say I used a stick and a half of butter. Then you take the other half of the other remaining stick and melt it all the way and use it as like a brine throughout, not a brine, like a the, basting. The basting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Throughout the cooking process, as well as like letting it all drip down to the like oh. little vegetables that you the have vegetables then, underneath mm-hmm. i like to put an onion and carrots and celery inside i don't make a stuffing when i'm doing a chicken no i usually just stuff mine with onions and if I i'm put, feeling spiffy then sometimes i'll throw in some like um fresh um what is it basil or uh not basil mm-hmm. fresh what do i put sage no we'll be right back do as I say, not as I do. Are we that generation? Or are we doing and working on ourselves just as much as we work on the technology that we crave? Artificial intelligence and the concerns, I would say, were pretty valid. But the interesting thing about that is, is it valid because... That's how we see ourselves. Are we are we looking at them, but then really seeing us? Is it rosemary? Because that's the common no, thing. No time, time. I do time. fresh okay. thyme, and I'll sh- like a whole ton of you know. I don't use rosemary that much. I don't like rosemary, which we'll talk about. It's herbs yeah, in a little bit. Yeah, but, it's a different one. Anyways, we I got like off to put, on a tangent. <laughs> well, I do. I like to put the onions and stuff inside the cavity and just mm-hmm. loosely. I don't stuff it no, tightly no, because then in those juices also dribble down to the vegetables so underneath and good. it makes a great gravy. Yes. And the then juices. you make it, you make mm. it with uh, mashed potatoes. Mm. And my mashed potatoes are, you would argue with me on this, but my mashed potatoes are the best mashed potatoes. I think mine are the but best. You think yours are the best. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I, love I love potatoes. I love cooking and I love food and I love mm-hmm. the magic that food brings because it can mm-hmm. bring people together it can make you feel happy and comfortable it has that warmth and that i mean i think that's one of the one reasons why i really love being in the kitchen and mm-hmm. I, that's why i call myself a kitchen witch that's mm-hmm. truly what i am and um i know we're off topic off of root vegetables yeah but... <laughs> we were talking about did we talk yeah we talked about um, the magical properties because yeah, so the they're all connected to the earth yeah yep. and so some culinary uses which i feel like we just covered are <laughs> um roasting your root vegetables and that can enhance their natural sweetness i love carrots i love roasted carrots mm-hmm. and so um and like I just said, like you can create these hearty stews and I stew sounds so good stews or soups and casseroles mm-hmm. with like mixtures of root vegetables, root, um, like mashed roots, like mashed potatoes. Mm. You can take some of those turnip roots and mash them. I, into I the do potatoes mine mashed. And I, have I mash that. my turnips like mm-hmm. mashed potatoes. 
so that's good. how I eat them. I love They're them. So comforting. You can it can be the main dish, it can be the side dish, it can be mm-hmm. whatever it, you know, mm-hmm. whatever it is. Um now the next winter vegetable, which is a it took a lot to grow on me. I will say mm-hmm. that they are Brussels sprouts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so Brussels sprouts, they their magical properties are growth and abundance, okay. and they can be used in spells related to personal development and prosperity. Oh, nice. And so their culinary uses are usually I roast Brussels sprouts with like olive oil and seasonings that could pertain to winter. So we'll mm-hmm. talk more about what those are. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's an amazing side dish for anything like that could go with my chicken, you know, that I Mm -hmm. (laughs) use. And then they can also be shredded and added to salads. They can be sauteed or it could just be like a vegetable bowl with just a whole ton of other wintery vegetables. Oh my gosh, so good. (laughs) I was never a Brussels sprout fan until I went to this restaurant. I think it was in Indiana even. And it was a farm to table restaurant and it was absolutely delicious. Mm -hmm. And I was like, this can't be Brussels sprouts. And it was just, I think like you said, they were just roasted with salt and pepper and a little bit of oil. I mean, I just had some Brussels sprouts a couple of days ago and um, my husband and I, we went to a restaurant and they were flash fried. And so I'm imagining like they take the Brussels sprouts, like clean them and everything and then fry them for maybe no more than like five minutes at all like flash like literally okay. like boom boom and then okay. they just sprinkled like bits of bacon or mm. um pork belly on them with like salt pepper and a couple of spices and they were so good i like they were honey honey roasted brussels sprouts like with the balsamic vinegar Ooh. Oh my I, god. I love honey. Now I'm not I I don't think I talk about honey in this I I, kitchen I, I witchery, do a little bit. Yeah. But I love honey it's on anything. And I mean, my dog's name is Honey. Like I uh-huh. love <laughs> honey, you know. So, I mean, I love cooking. Gosh, I love this episode. <laughs> me too. Me too. It makes uh, my mouth is watering all the way through. I know. <laughs> but yeah, I think you were the one that taught me how to do roasted Brussels sprouts in the oven. They are with so the, good. With the oil on them and everything. Yeah, you just put a little bit of oil. And I really love on Brussels sprouts, the chunky salt. Oh, The yeah. chunky, flaky mm. salt is the way to go. Now, I feel like I'm talking like as if I know what I'm doing. But half the time in the kitchen, I don't have any rules. I don't have any measurements. Me I have nothing. I, I eyeball it. <laughs> that's our problem with trying to put together this cocktail book we keep talking about. Yeah, I know. When is it going to come out? Jeez. I don't know because we can't come up with measurements. <sighs> I, I really we'll think it, we, it might be a measure with your heart book. I don't know. I don't know. We'll 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 reconvene. <laughs> yeah, that we'll we'll come we'll come back to that. Okay. And okay. so now after we talked a little bit about Brussels sprouts, Brussels sprouts are really like uh, when I think of Brussels sprouts, I think of winter. And then when I also think of winter, I think of squash. Like the winter squash. Winter squash, like yeah. butternut, um oh, acorn, yeah. kombucha. Butternut. Com- how do you say that one? Kabacha, uh, kabo- kaboka, kaboka, kabocha. I think it might be cha, kabocha. 
uh, whatever it's called. It's delicious, whatever it is. Yeah. I just go, I need one of those. (laughs) And so squash or winter squash is often associated with protection and warding off negative energies. Throwback to our, you know, to our Halloween discussion. Oh, oh. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Throwback to our Halloween discussions off of warding off negative energies with the jack-o'-lanterns and we have like the winter squash and they used, you know, various, they used butternut and they used squash and they used turnips and all of that. Pumpkin's really a winter vegetable, really. I mean, it comes in the fall. It's fall, but is it winter? I mean, I don't know. know. I love a good pumpkin. I drove past a house today and it had these cute little... Nutcracker statues up outside, and right next to him were the pumpkins that were left over from Halloween. I'm like, wow, that would wow. be neat. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Let's just throw all the the holidays Everything. together, yep, all of it together. <laughs> well, most of us were decorated for Christmas before Thanksgiving it even happened. So I know, and you know, speaking of the winter squash, you got to think th- these are the vegetables that our ancestors had available mm-hmm. during this cold. Yep dark time. And so I'm not surprised that they're associated with protection and warding off negative energies because that it had to feel so cozy Mm -hmm. when they're eating this meal when it's so stark and cold outside. Yep. They it had to have brought this lovely feeling to them. Yes. Oh man. I love food. Oh gosh. I don't know how many times I'm gonna say that. (laughs) (laughs) Um but uh any of these squashes can be used in rituals or spells that you can use them for creating that sense of security. You know, mm-hmm. like if you want to have that protection, that security, use winter squash in your cooking. Mm-hmm. Um, and then culinary uses, you can roast or puree winter squash for soups. Man, mm-hmm. I love a good soup, stew mm-hmm. or side dishes because some people may, I mean, I've never tried it. I should, where you can take a butternut and you take a fork and you scrape into it after you roast it a little bit. You can yeah. create noodles. I've like seen that. Sort of I've type never of, tried that. Like noodle, like a faux one. The spaghetti squash yeah. or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I'm, I feel like it would be delicious, you know? And so the natural sweetness of the squash pairs really well with like warming spices like cinnamon and nutmeg. So you could do something sweet. Mm. You could do something sweet and savory. You know, sweet potatoes are good for that too. If I'm not a fan s- of sweet potatoes. Really? I really? love sweet potatoes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm. Well, maybe I've never given them a try because I tried them once a little bit ago and I was just like, that's not my did thing. Did you try them by themselves them. or did you try them in a stew? Because in a stew, they add a sweetness to no, the No, I haven't tried them in a stew. So maybe I should buy one and experiment with it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I love adding the butter and the cinnamon and the nutmeg to a uh, sweet potato. Mm-hmm. It's it's tasty. So, so good. My mouth is watering. I know. This is Food terrible. Is so good. <laughs> mm. But did you know also that butternut squash is supposed to be really beneficial, beneficial for your lung health? I had no idea. I mean, hmm. I, I knew just overall well-being, and of course, it's got vitamins and things that you need, but it actually there was a study that shows that it can reduce the risk of lung cancer. Oh. Isn't okay. That fascinating? That's cool. Yeah. That's, how do they test that? <laughs> I I don't know. Interesting. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. I don't now know. the next the next one that I'm going to talk about is not a fan fave. 
I will say. Right. Yeah. It's kale. <laughs> Ooh. Now, a lot of Ooh. people love kale and a lot of people yes. don't love kale. I feel like there's not many people in between where they're like, eh, kale's okay. It's either you like it or you don't. Yeah, exactly. Now, I'm, I am kind of in that middle. It's okay. It depends on how you make it. One so, of my kids does kale shakes. She's into the health stuff and all that. And mm-hmm. she's got one of those, what is it called? A The little... Like the Nutribullet? Yeah, the Nutribullet. And mm-hmm. she makes these kale things in the morning. And I'm like, they're, That's gross, like, but she loves you, them. When you incorporate kale into a shake like that, you don't even really taste the kale, That's but you're getting claims, all the nutrients but, and vitamins mm, from the kale without pass. having the taste of the kale. Pass. Anyways. Anyways. <laughs> so kale is linked to strength and resilience and transformation. Okay. And it can be used in spells or rituals for personal growth and overcoming challenges. So oh, I um, like that. Maybe you need to throw some kale into your morning smoothies. Remember? Maybe I do. Mm. <laughs> Suck it up. <laughs> Suck it up. <laughs> Culinary uses, you can add kale to soups, salads, or sauteed dishes. And then kale chips are very good. And it makes for that crispy, nutritious snack with like a, you just add a little touch of olive oil and some seasonings and pop it in the oven, your air fryer, whatever it may be. Now. And make it crispy and they're like chips. I guess I kind of have to backtrack off of how much I don't like it. Because for a while, my husband and I tried one of those box delivery meals. Mm -hmm. Um, It was hard to do with all the kids and to get enough food for everybody. But a lot of them did come with kale. And I must say that those recipes were very good and I ate them. So I Mm -hmm. guess I didn't really think of it as being kale. All food is good. You just mm-hmm. have to know how to make it <laughs> and mm-hmm. like and make it attuned for your liking. That's true. Mm-hmm. That's true. And so, and I mean, also throw kale into smoothies. You know, culinary uses kale is very versatile. Like that, it's one of those things where it kind of has a taste if it's alone. But if you throw it into something else, you can provide yourself with, you know, magical properties as well as nutrients and vitamins that your body needs. That's true. Okay. You've, you've, You've swayed me. <laughs> You're going to go try <laughs> kale again? <laughs> I'll, I'll let my daughter make me one of her smoothies. Ugh. I'll try it. You'll try it? Mm-hmm. Okay. Good. <laughs> I'm, I'm, let me know how it is. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I will report back. So and now that I've talked a little bit about like the chunks in like, what do I want to call them? Like the body of culinary cook like mm-hmm. winter kitchenery mm-hmm. um i want to talk a little bit about what's really important <laughs> is the spices yes spices are herbs. very important the herbs the spices the, herbs. the flavor is very important when it comes to kitchen witchery now mm-hmm. you're like you're like ren like i get it flavor mm-hmm. it's not that important you because you know the magical properties that the food actually gives is important but like when you come down to the spices and the herbs, I feel like that's the most important thing. I think so. That's what, I mean, you can change the flavor of anything by using different spices, mm-hmm. you know, exactly. even though it's, it's a chicken, but if you use rosemary with a chicken, it tastes different. If you mm-hmm. use garlic with a chicken, it tastes it different. So you're right. It, yeah. I, I think it's very important. It's so important. And so like some things that are like some of the spices that are very 
prevalent in winter cooking are like rosemary, which I know you mm-hmm. don't like, thyme, mm-hmm. sage, you mm-hmm. know, you have cinnamon, you have nutmeg, all of those mm-hmm. things. And I know I don't really talk much into cinnamon nutmeg. I talk about it a little bit, but I want to talk a little bit more into detail about those flavor profiles that you get from like rosemary, thyme, sage, like those okay. hardcore herbs. All right. So first, rosemary is associated with protection and warding off negative energy and is often used in spells or rituals to create that protective barrier. That's that movie, um, Sandra Bullock and, you know, the the Halloween movie, that Practical Magic. Oh, yes. She, okay. She talks about always having rosemary in your yard to... Uh, because it is associated with protection yep, and warding yep. off negative energy. Isn't it energy. like plant rosemary by your garden gate? By your garden gate. Yes. Yeah. Love I that love movie. that movie. <laughs> <laughs> I like the midnight margaritas. You know, you mm-hmm. all go plant your rosemary and I'm going to dance in the kitchen with my midnight margaritas. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then it rosemary is also connected to memory and clarity. Where oh, wow. um, I need it that is, then. It, it is believed to enhance focus, concentration, and overall <laughs> cognitive function yep i better go start eating rosemary (laughs) (laughs) i mean i feel like there are ways to um muddle the flavor of rosemary that you don't like now it Mm -hmm. is very strong it is is. very strong i can handle it in low doses like we went to a bonefish grill for i think my birthday Mm -hmm. and uh one year we did and the you know they put rosemary in that they have the bread and the little oils with the Mm -hmm. And rosemary's in it, but it's not so strong. I mean, I love that stuff. Yes. And it's got rosemary in it. Mm -hmm. So I can handle it. It's just be very wary when you're using it because it is super strong. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. A little bit goes a long way. A little bit at the time. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then um, it can also be used for purification reasons. So it can be used in purification rituals, um, cleansing spaces, individuals. It can purify your body, you know, Mm -hmm. like not physically, but magically could be physically <laughs> if you put it in your bath oh could be it could mm-hmm. be but we're, we're talking kitchen witchery that's true i feel like when i was doing these notes i got super excited about everything and so i kind of mixed mixed some yeah, things yeah, yeah um but i also think off of not this isn't kitchen witch but if you want mm-hmm. to purify your space you could you know use it in some of your sage bundles and stuff mm-hmm. to purify as well, well. you can Purify the kitchen with it too, since you're in the kitchen mm-hmm. while you're cooking. Mm-hmm. Maybe hang some upside down. Yeah. Doorway, something like yes. that. That would mm-hmm. be nice. Mm-hmm. Um, and then for culinary use uses, rosemary is usually used in roasted meats, you know? So, yeah. and I realized, so I apologize for me using, you know, all the time. <laughs> I was editing. I, I was editing. Really? I say, you know, all the time. I hate to know what I say. If you've been editing, I don't know what my catchphrase I mean, is. I, I just remember, I, usually I don't say anything, but as I was editing this past one, I was like, oh my gosh, I'm so I sorry. I feel like I say, you know, a lot too. I think, I don't know. I just, you know, <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know how it is. Um, but rosemary is robust. It's pine-like. Mm-hmm. The flavor complements roast meat, such as lamb. I love lamb, chicken, and turkey. Um, now, I would say garlic, to me, pairs best with pork. 
Mm, I love garlic with anything, but you're garlic right. Garlic with pork. anything, but pork or mm-hmm. really is, is so like, that's what in my entire life of cooking, and that's not very long. <laughs> <laughs> I think that garlic complements pork the best. That's pretty much all I put on my pork roast is salt, pepper, and garlic. Mm-hmm. Salt, pepper, garlic is my basis for everything. And mm-hmm. then branch out from there. Like mm-hmm. it's not like to me, the salt and pepper and garlic are, it's just like, that's not even a part of my what like my palate like it's just mm-hmm. there like that's the it's, baseline it's the of base my palate. Yeah. yeah 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 so anything else is added on is the flavor mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um but you can also use rosemary with your potatoes with your root mm-hmm. vegetables and it pairs really well with roasted vegetables specifically because it adds like those savory notes to the dishes that those like the sweetness like if it's with carrots the sweetness of the carrots come out and balance with the rosemary Mm -hmm. yeah i know it it pairs really well with chicken you can't Mm -hmm. go to a restaurant without a chicken dish that has rosemary in it yeah and i can't there's a lot of those because Mm -hmm. uh, it's just too heavy for me i i don't i don't it's not too bad it's not a flavor that i would seek out or crave, but it's, if I, if it's there and I, and I have it, then it's fine. Now I love to use it in spells, but we're not talking about that. We're talking about kitchen witchery. Yes. So I do have a use for rosemary. I'm not saying I don't use rosemary. It's very potent with spells, but Mm -hmm. not for my kitchen witchery. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Now another herb is thyme, which I love thyme. I do too. I like thyme a lot. It's so clean. It's like a clean, Mm -hmm. a crisp flavor. So thyme is known for purification, courage, health, and healing. So for purification, thyme is considered a purifying herb. Like that's just what it's known as. And so it's often used to cleanse spaces and promote positive energy. And so if you're making something roasted, if you're throwing it into a stew, think of that positive energy in like being infused into your food. Yeah. And think about who you're feeding. Like sometimes a family everybody's grumpy, somebody failed to test, somebody, you know, it was a bad day at work. And when you're all coming together at dinner, you can use your kitchen witchery with your food to help cleanse that negativity in your family, Mm -hmm. to help clear the air and promote positive energy. Mm -hmm. And time for sure is one of those herbs that can do that. And, you know, as you're cooking, focus on your family and yes, what it absolutely. is you're trying to help them overcome and yeah. that kind of thing. Yeah, it is a little bit more than just what you're using. It's also the energy that you're putting into it. My husband sure. will say, man, you didn't make this one with love tonight, did you? Because it'll have a different flavor. <laughs> a different flavor. If, I'm, if I'm stressed that day and I come home and I cook or whatever it is, or mm-hmm. I cook after, you know, a long day, it just, Sometimes there are some foods that I make exactly the same. They just taste different because my energy is different. See, and I think that's what it is. It's not that you didn't make it with love. It's just that your energy level was different. Sometimes I made a joke um, and it was a pretty funny joke. Sometimes I don't know who I was having this conversation with, but um, it was about my husband and they were like, oh, how do you cook for him on days where you're mad? And I say, I said, I I cook with hate. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. I infused the dish with hate. <laughs> it was a funny pass it on to your husband. Maybe. 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 <laughs> maybe. But it was it was it was a funny joke. And it's kind of a joke, kind of not a joke. <laughs> <laughs> 
So um, courage is also another um, time associated. Okay. Oh, wait, whoa. Associated with the herb of time. Wow. Mm-hmm. Herb of time. Herb time. Time. <laughs> Asso- time. Wow. Okay. Associated with courage and inner strength. Time is used in spells to, you know, kind of encourage one and, and kind of resolve that doubt and all of that in within you. And so I feel like that's also really good in food because food makes you feel good. And if you have this encouragement in a bowl, if you're eating like a stew, then that it just sounds so good to me. I mean, you know? I must say, you know, going back to families and eating together with your family, there is an energy there just because you're all together. Mm-hmm. But to bolster courage, you know, maybe your kid is trying out for football or you know, maybe there's something they're afraid of. And, you know, when you're cooking, you can use these things with intent to help your family on all of these, mm-hmm. these different things that they might need. Yeah. Might need. Wow, yeah. that came out funny. Exactly. And then, like I was saying, I mean, I feel like a lot of the herbs and everything are multi-use in culinary uses. So you can use them with stews and soups. You can use them with... Uh, roasted vegetables, all of that. You know, um, time was actually named after uh, the Greek word thumos, which means courage. Oh, I didn't know yeah. that. Yeah. That's cool. So, I mean, it makes sense that courage would be one of its uh, characteristics. Yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. I like that. Yeah. I, I, I love the stews and time is one of the ones that I would use in my stews. Mm-hmm. I love it in on chicken. That's just like one mm-hmm. of like the main ones. That and mm-hmm. parsley. I love parsley on anything. I like parsley too. Mm-hmm. I like parsley with seafood. Hmm. Yeah. I'm not a big seafood fan. My husband is, but whenever uh, we do seafood, it's not like with um really nice herbs on top. It's more of like a seafood boil type of vibe. Like, oh yeah, you do do those. That's good. Mm-hmm. That's we true. do. I do uh, like crab salads and things like that. And oh, parsley yeah. is perfect in a crab salad or a I crab see that. Yep. even. Yep. Yeah. Mm, yep. I love parsley. Now, another one that it's not my, I'm not a big fan of cooking with it as much because of the flavor. It's, I'm just, I don't know. There's something with it. Sage. <laughs> mm-hmm. Sage. It's, is, a, it's another one with a strong yes, flavor. Yes. I would prefer rosemary over sage. Not me. I would prefer sage over rosemary. Um. So the magical properties of sage, we all know and well <laughs> what sage can do. But mm-hmm. It's associated with wisdom, clarity, enhanced intuition. Um, it can often be used in rituals for spiritual guidance. It can be used for protection and ward off negative influences and energies. And mm-hmm. it can also be used for cleansing. That's where we get our sage bundles right. from. Mm-hmm. And that's how we cleanse spaces. And mm-hmm. so it's a powerful herb and it is commonly used in, you know, smudging rituals, but that's not the term. No, because that's the closed practice. But mm-hmm. the the fi- the burning we haven't quite we haven't come up with a term. A burning burning bundle bundles, I yeah, guess <laughs> rituals. Yeah, mm-hmm. but in the culinary uses, you can use sage as a classic herb in stuffing recipes and holiday feasts. You know, you, you throw some like sort of like bay leaves. You throw a sage leaf into mm-hmm. your stew, and then you take it out when you're done. Um, yeah, things like this- that. The only time I really use sage in my cooking 
is with my dressings and my stuffings, mm-hmm. which I used it in my uh, dressing that I made for, for Thanksgiving this year. Ooh. And I love it. It's a very good flavor. I love sage, but you've got you've got to be real uh, careful with the amount you use because it is a it's strong very strong. One. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. one of my favorite things to do if I am doing something with a strong flavor like sage and rosemary and bay mm-hmm. bay leaves is you make butter and sauces out of them. So mm. you infuse like butter, like because I make my own butter. And so that's so cool. Yeah. I'll infuse these flavors into the butter. My favorite one is obviously garlic butter. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, (laughs) You have like chunks of garlic. Oh my gosh. I love food. And so you, you add all of this richness into like, you could do pasta dishes. You can do sage infused sauces. Like um, there was a sauce that I made the other night, sort of like an Alfredo, but it had um, parsley and like Mm. oregano and herbs in it like infused in it before i cooked it so you Yum. can do stuff like that where it's really good and then like, I like honey butter i love honey butter that's what i infuse into my my Man, butters a lot i mm. love honey butter i would i put it on everything i yeah, really do mm-hmm. uh, for thanksgiving i had a it was a big plate of food and then a, like a double the size of honey butter on top <laughs> i wish i wasn't allergic to bees because i I would love to have uh, oh, like your own bee colony, my own beehive. Yeah, yeah. Have my own butter. That would be really cool. Make yeah. my own honey, but your own butter. yeah, <laughs> I want my own butter. But uh, I, you know, it's so funny because the carpenter bees are my familiars, but they mm-hmm. don't sting. Yeah, so those I don't have to worry ones. about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, they just eat your house. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. <laughs> my husband's like, these are, these are pests, you realize. And I'm like, no. No. And I put up little houses for them. He's like, you're you're making more of them come. I'm like, yes. And he's like, they're pests. I'm like, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Um. So now, since we are talking about winter and the kitchen witchery, mm-hmm. something about winter reminds me of like herbal remedies. Yeah, well, we get sick a lot in winter. Mm-hmm. There's always a winter cold going mm-hmm. around. And so, I mean, some things that you could use in your herbal remedies to help you stay warm, to help you have, you know, a supported immune system, is mm-hmm. stuff like elderberry. I can't pronounce. Oh, yeah. I can't pronounce the. Echinacea. Echinacea. Thank you. Mm-hmm. See, I just look at it. I'm like, yep, I know I need it, but I'm not ever going to be able to pronounce that. <laughs> Echinacea, ginger, these are all really well-known herbs that are used to support your immune system. And then they Mm -hmm. also possess unique properties that contribute to their effectiveness in supporting Mm -hmm. your immune system. Mm -hmm. And so elderberry is rich in antioxidants and um, primarily the anthocyanins, however you say that, which helps uh, neutralize and free radicals radicals the new, and they, support yeah. overall health yeah yeah they neutralize the free radicals which are what mm-hmm. are in your body that make you age so yep poorly so maybe something with like elderberry would be nice in like a skin product or something yeah maybe hmm. i actually take uh, uh elderberry gummies because huh. it supports your immune system and that kind of stuff I probably should take something to support mm-hmm. my immune system. I feel like I eat enough of this stuff to have a supported immune system, though. Yeah, that's true. I feel like my 
body. You is eat pretty healthy. Yeah. Well, well, um, what's, what's the word like balanced and what I need <laughs> kind mm-hmm. of. Well, and you well, also are kind very, of. um, careful about what you eat because of your, you got celiac disease. So yeah. you are very mindful about your food. Yes. Yes. And mm-hmm. no, because sometimes I'll have like my proper three meals a day. And then sometimes I'll only have one meal a day because mm-hmm. I, am, I have so much going on, mm-hmm. but well, I do, that is I, not good. Yeah. No, I do try to get everything that I need in though. Like mm-hmm. all the vitamins and every like enough vegetables. You can have a kale milkshake for breakfast. Milkshake. Ooh, or whatever it is she makes. <laughs> I don't know. Some kind of kale slurry. Smoothie. 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 Okay. Smoothie. <laughs> <laughs> um, but then also elderberry also has those antiviral properties, which I really think is very key to fighting off the viral infections like in the winter the flu and common cold yeah but it's also an anti-inflammatory where oh, it helps reduce inflammation in your body which i get super bloated and i do have a lot of inflammation within my hmm. gut because of celiac i disease. didn't know elderberry helped with that mm-hmm. a lot of stuff helps with that where you can make a combination of it's not on elderberry but it's on honey and garlic and honey and onions and you put Mm. it in a cold like you put it in a sealed jar and you put it away for about two weeks and then after two weeks you can take a spoonful of it if you're feeling sick and it acts as a um uh like a cough medicine type of vibe and it helps helps your body it's completely natural and that is our natural remedy instead of having the chemicals and everything that you don't know what's in like dayquil nyquil well didn't they just recall all of the mucinex stuff they did doesn't even work it doesn't work yeah Mm -hmm. yeah so that this home stuff might be better i mean i'm not knocking science i believe no of course not but i do also believe that the uh, the nature that we live in provided everything that we need to help Mm -hmm. ourselves Mm-hmm. Now I sound like a hippy dippy, you know, <laughs> anti-vax person. That's not what I'm saying. No, I'm just you're saying not. That I mean, keeping that in your pantry doesn't hurt to try. Well, and a lot of the science that they use now, uh, these medicines that we take, come from the things that our ancestors used from nature. Mm-hmm. They've just science has been able to pinpoint what it is in the echinacea that you know, or what it is in the elderberry that Mm -hmm. does these things and then they make medicine out of it yeah but that doesn't mean that eating the original things also doesn't help true yeah Yeah. and so in the culinary uses you can create syrups and tinctures and so it is commonly prepared as a syrup and or tincture for immunity support or immune support and um these can be taken alone or added to beverages to whatever you need to be able to take it I wonder, uh, an elderberry syrup, like on pancakes, sounds lovely. Hmm. I think, yeah, if you had enough sugar. I wonder how sweet elderberry is by itself. I mean, because I eat the gummies and they're sweet, but I Yeah, don't. I feel like, don't take my word for it, but I feel like based on my personal experience, and it could have been like a ripe or non-ripe elderberry, but they're mm-hmm. pretty um, meaty, medium, like huh. between sweet and... Not I wonder sweet. if we could put it in alcohol. Oh. <laughs> Elderberry cocktails, y'all. Stay yeah. tuned. Dun, yeah. dun, dun. Bum, bum, bum. Okay. And so now let's talk about echinacea, where mm-hmm. um, it supports our immune system, but it also stimulates um, 
our immune cells. And then it's an antiviral and antibacterial. Um, uh, what do, what would you call it? Uh, thing. Rem, like a herb remedy <laughs> thing. Berry fruit. It's not that though. <laughs> but anyways, it's antiviral, antibacterial, and can help to uh, prevent like ailing colds, like whatever it may be. It can help mm-hmm. with your body's defense mechanisms. And then if you use it to cook with, you can put it in teas and mm-hmm. infusions. And so um, that's a common method of getting echinacea is drinking echinacea, echinacea teas. Is mm-hmm. that a word? I don't know. <laughs> that sounds good to me. <laughs> and then ginger. Ginger is also yes. an anti-inflammatory. It is antioxidant, anti, antioxidant. Am I saying that right? It doesn't sound yeah. right in my head. Antioxidant that's, that's right. rich. And it is also antiviral and antibacterial. Huh. And so ginger has demonstrated antiviral and antibacterial effects, which can contribute to immune health, as well as um, it can help combat oxidative um, stress and support immune system. It's just overall really good. That's why a lot of people do ginger shots. What about ginger beer? Um, I don't <laughs> think that counts. <laughs> so I'm drinking a Moscow mule in winter and it's for health. Honey, I'm not drinking for fun. I'm drinking for my health. Sure. Sure, 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 I'm sure. Getting sure. my daily dose of ginger. <laughs> <laughs> and so now that we've talked a little bit about like warm, you can put these all in teas. You can have that mm-hmm. warmth with you. I want to talk a little bit about feasting and celebrations yes. and all of that. And this is where I talk a little bit about like the cinnamon, nutmeg, and cloves that mm-hmm. I didn't quite in, like have with the other herbs because I, I don't know. I feel like. Cinnamon, nutmeg, cloves have different, I guess, vibes to me. Yeah, I think so too. And so cinnamon represents love, spirituality, prosperity, and they're great in desserts, you know. Wow. See, I just said, Mm -hmm. you know, I'm trying to catch myself. And it infuses the dish with a sense of warmth and sweetness. Did you know that the average cinnamon tree grows 60 feet tall? No, I did not. 60 feet And it's been found that just that scent of cinnamon boosts brain activities. Hmm. And also, did you know, cinnamon sticks are actually called quills. Oh, I didn't know that. I just called them cinnamon sticks. Yeah, that's what I've always called them too. But apparently they're actually called quills. Oh, I like that. I'm going to go grab a quill and put it in my simmer pot. Yes, I'm (laughs) going to have some quills of cinnamon today. (laughs) I like it. And then nutmeg. So Mm -hmm. nutmeg is a spice associated with luck and joy. And adding a touch of nutmeg can have can bring that magic of to a crisp, enhancing, comforting property vibes. Now, I have a tradition that I grew up with that Mm -hmm. we make. um, It's a now I can't remember the name of it. It's a it's a drink of brand brandy Alexander. There we go. And we put nutmeg on top of the Brandy oh, Alexander as mm-hmm. we drink it. And we usually do that while we decorate our tree at Christmas time. Oh, that's so nice. So we put that little bit of nutmeg, which is for luck and joy, mm-hmm. and to our little drinks that it's yummy. Oh, I like that. That's very cute. 
Mm-hmm. Do you guys put cloves in it too? <laughs> no, the cloves we actually put in the simmer pots or mm-hmm. in the oranges like we talked about on that other episode where we yes. do the, I don't remember what they're called, but mm-hmm. where you stick the cloves into the oranges. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like, because with the cloves, cloves are linked to protection and love. So they would bring in that, you know, love mm-hmm. aspect into it. And um, so the inclusion of cloves brings a sense of, you know, security, positive energy. I just said, you know, again, oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh, my God. I am sure I do, too. I'm, at some point, we'll figure out what it is that I say all the time. But all Down of under. those. I do say down under a lot. <laughs> Cinnamon, nutmeg, and cloves are great in winter simmer pots, which I encourage you mm-hmm. all to do throughout the entire winter season. It just makes you feel so comforted and mm-hmm. cozy, mm-hmm. especially if you're feeling the cold one day. If it's it's just a cold, dreary day and you come home from work and you're just cold all the way to your bones, Put on a yeah. simmer pot and that smell, I guarantee, is going to help refresh you yes. and make you feel cozy and secure. Mm-hmm. I think so, too. Mm-hmm. So now off of that, I want to talk about kitchen altars slash tools. Because mm-hmm. this is also very important. Everything mm-hmm. is very important. I keep saying, oh, this is important. Oh, this is important. It's all important. That's Everything why we're talking important. about it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So... Creating a seasonal kitchen altar, which my whole kitchen is my altar. You know, your yes. whole kitchen can be your altar. Like the way I have all of like my my knife block and my coffee station and my spoons and my butter and you've got it's the whole place feng shui specifically. Thing yes, mm-hmm. and I change it mm-hmm. up a lot, which mm-hmm. you know annoys my husband because he'll go to reach for the knives and they're across the kitchen. He's like, "Why do you keep moving things?" And I'm like, "It's." my brain. I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) But choose a dedicated space, you know, Mm -hmm. select a corner of your kitchen or nearby surface that you can create your, you know, seasonal kitchen altar. Now you don't have to, if you don't want to. Right. You don't have to. Right. Mm -hmm. It can be a counter shelf. It could be a, you know, a counter top or a shelf. Wow. Or a small table. I have a little windowsill in mind, so it could be the windowsill. Mm-hmm. All yeah, of that. it doesn't have to be big. Mm-hmm. No, My or whole... it could be it could be up because I have a a tree branch that I brought in from outside, and it it hangs above where my window is. And like over so your I, sink? Uh, no, my sink doesn't look out the window, sadly. Oh. But it's like a it's weird how it is. It's just a window. And then we have a cabinet and a cabinet. And so I hang something across okay. the window and it I have stuff that I like. I dry my herbs there and That's I dry right. the flowers. You told there. me that. Yes. And so yeah. that that could technically be my quote unquote altar or a part of my altar, you know. Darn. Yeah, I think my kitchen counters are really my altar. I it, I have all the things I need right on my counter. Mm-hmm. Um, I do have a grape grapevine uh, pentacle that hangs over my kitchen sink to oh, lend yeah. protection to the whole kitchen. Mm-hmm. I like that. I do like that about your. That's a very cute cutesy thing. I would love one of those. It's yeah, and adorable. I really wanted to get a kitchen witch. You know, on Etsy, they've got some beautiful dolls, the kitchen witch dolls. Ugh. And I want to hang one of those somewhere no, 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 in no, the no, kitchen. No, no, no. I don't oh, do dolls. I don't do they're dolls. They're beautiful. I have a little voodoo doll in there. I do know you do that and I don't like that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, moving on. Anyways, I just don't do dolls. They're 
as I say that, Creepy. yeah, you but know, you can like see dolls. my you can see my Yule tree, and I have a uh-huh. Santa on top of it. It's basically a doll. Mm-hmm. I guess you could say, yeah, but it's a doll. <laughs> it's not the same as normal dolls. Like he's hollow because he sits on top of your tree. That's true. He can't go anywhere. Hopefully, that's true. Wood. <laughs> yes. Anyways, yes. <laughs> enough about dolls. I don't like dolls. <laughs> So um, seasonal decor is also very cool around this time because you can Mm -hmm. incorporate those seasonal decorations based on the time of year. And specifically in this time, you could bring in pine cones. You can have winter greens, ornaments, or, you know, shades of white, silver. I said, you know, again, wow. And blue. (laughs) And I I agree. Way to liven up your kitchen a little bit. That's the thing, because... The kitchen often is considered the hearth of the home, and it was back mm-hmm. in our to our ancestors. That yeah. is where the kitchen fire was. It was warm in there. That was where the good smells came from. Mm-hmm. So the the kitchen was the center of your home. So to bring you know, decorations that honor winter into your kitchen is a great idea. Mm-hmm. I yeah. think so too. I really love the idea of hanging like little something in the kitchen. I, mm-hmm. Especially like evergreen, based on our past, our last yeah. episode. I one of the recent ones. I'm not sure where we talked about evergreens. I think that would be nice. But mm-hmm. you also have to again remember that they are flammable if you're using real or plastic or whatever. Sure. So you have to be safe mm-hmm. in the kitchen environment. Mm-hmm. Um, same with candles. I think candle candles candles are also very important in kitchen witchery even if you're not cooking with them directly or mm-hmm. just fire in general because that's how you're making your food even if right. I have an electric stove I would love right. a gas stove with the real fire but that's mm-hmm. just not the area that I'm in that mm-hmm. we just don't have gas mm-hmm. and so Fire is also very important for bringing our food, like cooking our food and how having all of that a part of, you know, wow, I have to stop saying you know. that, <laughs> a part of what kitchen witchery is. And so you can choose those colors of your candle or whatever it may be with the season. It could be that white, silver, blue, gold, anything like that. It could be green. It could be red. Mm-hmm. It could be if you are placing a candle within your kitchen or on your altar, you can then uh, consider placing candle holders or it could be something else. It could just be a little bit of anything. That's true. And then be careful with the open flame, of course. Yes. Don't leave it unattended, blah, blah, blah. But not only can you use candles, but as a kitchen witch, you can make them. Mm-hmm. And you can make them in your kitchen. Mm-hmm. And I, I love to make candles. I and do too. It's just a little bit pricey right now. <laughs> it, it is. But when you're in the kitchen, that's where you can heat up the wax. And that's where you mm-hmm. can add the herbs. It's perfect to do this in your kitchen mm-hmm. as a kitchen witch. So you can make your own candles. You can add those herbs and crystals and scents that you might want. You can add the cinnamon to them. Um, you know, that kind yeah. of thing. So, yeah. yeah. Break candles are a kitchen witchery thing. Mm-hmm. Man, I love kitchen witchery. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you can also add um, crystals into your space, not into your food. Um, yeah, let's not eat the crystals. So you can add clear quartz, amethyst, snowflake, obsidian, any of these to enhance the energy around you. So you have those energies while you're cooking. Mm-hmm. I would say if you want to incorporate 
types of crystals into your food, that would be where you could get the chunky rock salt or sugar yeah. or something like that. Yeah, um, those are crystals. You're right. They are crystals. And it, it might feel a little bit more magical than just normal salt, or you can use mm-hmm. Himalayan salt, but you can maybe have a Himalayan chunk and I love use some sort Himalayan. of scrapey mm-hmm. or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Just don't eat crystal crystals. <laughs> yeah, let, let's not do that. <laughs> and then to represent the elements within our altar or kitchen space kitchen, mm-hmm. area, you can do uh, earth to represent earth. You can do a small dish of salt or soil, mm-hmm. like small dishes and not food dish, but dish in your environment. Yeah, don't don't put the soil into your food. If it's salt, that's fine. <laughs> yeah, you can put salt in your food. Mm-hmm. And then air, you can use something as simple as display feathers or decorative incense holders. And mm-hmm. with water, you can place a small bowl of water or seashells or what else, like like maybe um, river pebbles, something mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. And then with fire, you can use candles or small lanterns, anything that represents fire to you. And these can mm-hmm. all be hypothetical as well. They don't have to be physical. They can all be within you and have that resonate out of you into your cooking versus them being physical in your environment. Yeah. Off of the elements and everything, I, I thought we should get a little bit into uh, what we actually use in the kitchen. Mm-hmm. And so these are like our kitchen tools. These are everything that we use. So spoons, pots, pans, mm-hmm. whatever it may be. Mm-hmm. And so instead of calling it a pot, I want to call it a cauldron. <laughs> it is a cauldron. It really is. So cauldrons are often associated with, you know, transformation, brewing, elements of water, which I didn't know. And then mm-hmm. they symbolize the, the, quote, womb of the goddess and mm-hmm. are used for mixing magical concoctions. Now, I know we talked about cauldrons. We did a whole episode on cauldrons, didn't but we? But I don't remember. Yes, we did. That was a I don't long, remember. like a it year ago, a, two years it ago. It was like two years ago. It was very long and I don't remember. And I bet you our notes weren't as detailed as they are now. As we have learned to do now. Yeah. yeah. So I just thought that was cool, like element of water, but they are usually made of cast iron. Like mm-hmm. the like when you think of cauldron, you think of the cast iron, right. right? Right. And to get water on your cast iron and leave it, you would have rust. And so I didn't mm-hmm. know that that was a part of it. Yeah. And so you have some correspondences that are common, like the cauldrons are commonly used in potion making, spell work. Mm-hmm. Um, they are versatile tools. And um, you can choose whatever resonates with you. It can be made of iron, copper, ceramic. It can be a normal pot or pan, whatever those are made of. It could be, don't forget that the crock pot is an electric cauldron. That's very true. I use my crock pot all the time and I consider Mm -hmm. it my cauldron. Mm -hmm. See, my cauldron, my uh, quote, electric cauldron. Yeah. Is a flower, has flowers all over it because it was gifted to me from my grandma. (laughs) (laughs) grandmas love their flowers she really does and she was so happy and i'm not bashing on it i love right you like flowers i do like flowers but they are bright bright vivid pink are they granny flowers (laughs) they are granny pink and (laughs) bright yellows and blues and that's not quite my vibe so you walk into the kitchen we store it up top on onto our cabinets because we don't have much space and so it's just this pop of color in the midst of like all my dull muddled like earth colors it's funny. i think i told you guys that when i do my family barbecue we do a family barbecue and everybody comes and we have this big i mean it's a true cauldron it's a 
big oh, metal yeah, cauldron. Oh, yeah, I remember you saying I think that. I did tell yeah. you all, and we were making the Brunswick stew in it, and I was stirring it and feeling so witchy. It was so cool. <laughs> so you can have an actual cauldron, too. Yes, you but... can also have an actual cauldron. And I, I would love when my husband and I move into a metaphor- metaphorical house in our future, <laughs> <laughs> I would love to be able to, you know, build it myself and have a like a hearth in the kitchen itself where it has a pot that hangs in it and it would be of wood. And I would you know love what? to have that and make at, stews on it and all of that. At um, what's that restaurant? Cracker Barrel. When you go oh, in yeah. the Cracker Barrel and they have that huge fireplace, they actually have the swinging arm that you can hang a cauldron on and swing yep. it back over to. Yep. It's so cool. I know. That's what I want in my home. I would love I would some love that. sort of big, huge, but you have to make it look cool, you know, and like we have a more modern sleek, does like, like we yeah. both like modern sleek. So yeah. how to incorporate that into modern sleek would be you interesting. But I You'll think I could do it. it. Out. I think but so. I would love one. And then to just imagine like, any hypothetical future children like helping me cook on that, like and swing the stew mm-hmm. in. Oh my gosh, it would be so much fun. And I think it'd that be would be so for great. my kids too. Yes. 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 Hypothetical yes. kids. <laughs> <laughs> so now we've talked about the cauldron. Let's talk about like a kitchen knife. Mm-hmm. So the knife represents the element of air and is a tool of precision and intention. And it is often used in spell work for cutting ties and preparing ingredients with focused energies. Mm-hmm. And their correspondence are, you know, very interesting because different knives mean different things. Right. And so, for example, a bowline, which is a mm-hmm. ritual knife, may be used for cutting herbs and inscribing symbols during rituals. Mm-hmm. But the then kitchen knife is like hefty and anyways. And you've got the athame, which is not used in the kitchen yes. at all generally. Yes. So yes. do you have a favorite knife? I have a favorite knife at my house. I have a little favorite free pairing knife that we won in like a little thing. Oh, how now, fun. I broke off the handle on accident, <laughs> but I still use it. It's my favorite. Yeah, I've got one. My husband and I fight over it when when it's time when we're cooking together. Uh-huh. We both want to use that my, one my knife. knife. It's my knife. It's Your my knife. witchy knife. <laughs> <laughs> now, another thing that this is probably an important thing to me is using more natural, uh, incorporating more natural things such as Mm -hmm. wooden spoons. I was trying Mm -hmm. to figure out another way how to say that, but no, it wasn't working. So (laughs) wooden spoons have a connection to the earth and that's, I Mm -hmm. love using wooden spoons and, uh, they are seen as grounding tools and they are often used for stirring potions. And I think of soups as potions and stews. Oh, me too. For sure. And cooking magical recipes and infusing intense, like it, your food with intent, you know, there it is again. Mm -hmm. Um, So then you have the correspondences. So if you choose a wooden spoon made from wood that can hold a specific magical property, such as oak hat stands for strength and willow for intuition. I don't know what mine are. (laughs) I must (laughs) say (laughs) Etsy again, I love Mm -hmm. Etsy Mm -hmm. has some wonderful wooden spoons that are, um, the artwork on them is burned into it mm-hmm. and you can have all, they have all kinds with witchy designs. So yes, go to Etsy. If you're looking for a gift for a witch or your gift for yourself, there are some beautiful kitchen implements that you can buy for your kitchen, witch. 
Mm-hmm. And you're mm-hmm. the one in oh, your yeah. life, but yeah, yeah those, so beautiful. There's some, some of those beautiful wooden spoons ones. are beautiful. Yeah. Yes, yes. And I mean, just to run it by really quick because we are running a little long. We um, are. You, can, you also have mortar and pestles, mixing bowls, like anything that you use in your kitchen is a tool. It could be mm-hmm. your cutting board. It could be your paper towels. You know, it mm-hmm. could be. I love kitchen uh, towels, like rags. I love rags. That to me, I. I love a good, I have so many and I always want to buy more. And my husband's like, stop, stop. (laughs) (laughs) Well, so that to me is important. I think what's important really about all of these tools is how our intention is used with them. Mm -hmm. A spoon is just a spoon unless you use it with intent while you cook. We do have a couple of recipes. I'll probably do one and River will do one. And uh, one that I thought was actually like, I don't know. I've I've been having a lot of it this this time of year, mm-hmm. and that is a spiced apple cider. And we'll also mm. post these on our um, Patreon. Patreon. Mm-hmm. And I might have posted a spiced apple cider one. You might have. I might have. This one's a little bit different. I like to play around with change them. it up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so for this one, I used apple cider, cinnamon sticks, whole cloves, oranges, ginger, you know, that one, that one's a little less ginger than orange slice. I use a little bit more orange slices. Mm-hmm. And then I, I've been playing around with honey using honey and maple syrup, either oh. or not both. And yeah, that's the maple syrup is much, I don't want to say sweeter, but it is. It has that it's maple a different flavor, flavor. Yeah, yeah. than the honey. And so in the spiced apple cider, I really do like the maple syrup a little bit better than honey. But honey That's has, so if you don't want that maple taste, then you have that smooth, sweet honey taste. It, yeah. I, I feel like in wintertime, honey is important because it's that golden sun that we don't it, have in our yeah, lives right now. Yeah. But I don't know. Maybe that maple syrup is so good. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Yeah. And then I always add a little pinch of nutmeg on top for that. Yes. Warmth. Now, mm-hmm. I mean, like the, I will put all the instructions and stuff, but I mean, based on that, like the oranges represent creativity, energy, mm-hmm. vitality, positivity, whatever you want to, you know, say it adds. And mm-hmm. then the ginger to me is linked to like passion and success and power and all of that. And it also adds like a little kick to it. Like it has a little bit of twang or spice not it spice does. but it's, spice. it's kind of a burn burn almost not not really but kind of kind of yeah 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 I uh, the uh, drink that we're drinking today that is obviously messing with our minds right now uh, the, <laughs> the winter magic recipe it's oh, yes. got brown sugar butter vanilla extract cinnamon nutmeg allspice a dark rum and then mm-hmm. a little bit of hot water with cinnamon. And I make this in a big batch on the stove. But you start by adding the sugar, the butter, the vanilla extract, and the spices. And you mix that well. Or you can even muddle it if you want to. Yeah. And then you pour the rum over top of it. And then top it with hot water and simmer over medium heat. And you can enjoy it for hours. Yeah. It, it's, it's so it's good. Like a, it's like a buttered rum almost. It's except so for it's got... Good. A lot of the spices in it. That yeah. Yeah. Our winter spices that I like give to us... do a salted butter versus a non-salted butter. Uh, yeah, I do like salted butter too. I love salted butter. That's mm-hmm. the only thing I'll use. It's blasphemy if you use unsalted. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. A lot of things call for unsalted, and yeah, and I'm uh, like and the recipe, no. and I'm like, nah, no, nah, we're not I'm gonna, gonna do that. Salted. I might, <laughs> I might take out some of the salt, like a pinch of salt, like they usually do. I just don't add the pinch of salt because it's mm-hmm. in the butter, you know. Mm-hmm. There it is again, you know. Gosh, dang you know, it. You, know, <laughs> you know, I don't think it's a problem. It doesn't bother it's me. It's a that lot. You say that. It's a lot, and now I've drawn attention to it, so now I have to dedicate myself to not say it. <laughs> <laughs> Well, y'all need to tell me what uh, our listeners need to tell me what my phrase is so I can dedicate myself to not saying it anymore. I don't know what it is. Gosh, Rivers at it again, being annoying with such phrase. And then she's saying that again. Again. Anyways. Well, thank you guys for listening. (laughs) Yes. Thank you for listening. You want me to do the outro? This was a fun episode. Yeah, it really was. Yeah. I really enjoyed this one. I love kitchen anything. I love it. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, yeah, it, I'm not going to talk anymore. We've talked so so much. <laughs> you can find us at our website at www.c3witchypodcast.com. There we have our episodes, links to our social media. That's TikTok, Facebook, Instagram, and X. Our email address and links to our Patreon and Buzzsprout subscription pages. You can also find our merch at the shop merch with the mini exclamation points at the top. That'll take you and to our website, www.c3witchypodcastmerch.com. Merch. And, and we have to say we've got our new merch yes, out. And thank you so much. Out. We've got our patrons have already ordered some. Woo, That's so exciting. Woo. We it's got so Paula exciting. and Jessica. Mm-hmm. Thank you guys so much. We it, it really helps support us when you all do it's buy those exciting. things. It's very exciting. Yes. And, so, and yes. um it's I mean, we made those and then you guys love them enough to buy them. It's just I super know, exciting. It makes me so happy. I know. I know. I'm I actually love it. wearing my my happy Yule shirt right now. Because yeah, I, I got mine in the mail. I don't I ordered have any one of too. mine. I don't have any of my designs. <laughs> you haven't ordered them or they haven't come in yet? No, I haven't ordered any yet. <laughs> I, I can't help but order myself all I of know, them. I know. I'm looking at all of mine and all of yours and I'm like, I really want all of them, but geez. And it's I so know. funny. Our styles are so different. <laughs> they are. And, and some people love yours and some people love mine. So yeah. between the two of us, you've got to find something, something. that you love. Yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And then also, um, please support us in any way that you could review us on whatever you listen to, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Um, you can uh, check out River's Etsy store at www.batsandbobblesinc.etsy.com. All of that stuff. I think um, one thing that you all can really do to help us out is we don't have enough YouTube followers. Oh, yes. So go follow if, us on YouTube. Go subscribe on YouTube. They're mm-hmm. like saying, you Comment, don't have enough like. followers. We're going to take away these things. So we're losing the ability to do certain things on YouTube because we oh. don't have enough subscribers. So go subscribe on YouTube. That would be fantastic. Yep. I think that's so it. So that's what we've got. We'll be back. We'll be back. And until then, stay witchy. Woo.